Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, okay. 
people, they were like, well, like your section with elementals, it wasn't very long. It's like, how much experience do you have with elementals, honestly? And again, it's field experience. It's not, it's not something you come across that often. So I stuck to the things that, you know, are definitely what I've been experiencing for quite a while. Yeah. And there's, I thought it was really interesting. I never thought about the, the way you explain it as far, when you break down paranormal, you've got, okay, I wrote it down here, um, energies, got evil, or not evil, but you got residual and intelligent. Correct. That's it. Where the rest of us, we've always talking about the residual, intelligent, you got non-human, you got human, where you just put it all into one group, and then it has subcategories after that. I thought yeah. that's real interesting. It, well, it's for if you're going to treat a location, knowledge is power. That's one thing I repeat over and over and over. I don't care if it's for somebody with abilities like Jerry. Knowledge, confirmation, it's understanding where they're getting the information from. For us that are investigating, if we're treating a location or dealing with energies, we need to know, is it a residual energy or is it an intelligent energy? And residual means basically it's a previous event that's happened that's basically trapped in the environment. The environmental conditions are right, it replays itself. Um, then you have the intelligent, which can, can, they don't have to, but could interact with you. And that's really what you need to know, which one are you dealing with. Yeah. Then I do break it down, you know, you get, to, again, I deal with a lot of the negative energies. And there's regular spirits, there's grumpy spirits that people automatically assume, oh, it must be a demon, you know, because something happens or somebody growls. I can growl for God's sake, you know, does that mean, was that a demon? Come on, stop, you know. But people get so carried away. I mean, I feel bad for the clients out there because they reach out and the first thing they do is they go to uh, chat website or something, and they go ahead and they type in, and everybody's calling immediately, hey, run, go get mentally evaluated, get off the drugs. They're already <laughs> overwhelmed by what's happening. Yeah. You get to a location, and the entire family is living in one room, and I repeat this over and over because we see it over and over. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I heard a growl yesterday. I didn't run. I just was like, I'm hearing a growl. I heard a disembodied growl. And I was growl back. I'm just like it bothered me but it didn't. <laughs> it bothered Wait. me because I have children in the house. But Okay, let me ask like because growl means what? In yeah. general, growing up, what does growl mean? Dave, what does growl mean? If dogs growling, what does it mean? Probably yeah. If you ever owned a Roddy, you find out they're wired backwards. And they they growl all the time, and they're just having they're just happy to see you. And the more you rub them, the higher speed that growl goes. Yeah. We don't, but we automatically make that assumption as soon as we hear a growl that it's something evil, bad, whatever. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely have a field day on the other side because everybody freaks out that easy with a growl. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't freak out. I just kind of. Walked around, walked outside. I'm like, okay, where could this be coming from? You know, because I wanted to make sure stuff wasn't going on, and I just have no explanation. I did end up um, cutting my body camera, putting that on and recording to see if I could catch it again. But, of course, it didn't come again, so I ended up going to my friend's house who, um, he's a bishop, so he's going to, he's an open-minded bishop, 
Okay. And so he'll be over here Monday to be. But you took the time to stop and go, okay, let's check what's going on. And before mm-hmm. your heart went, you know, yeah. a lot of people, they just, at that point, they've done lost their mind. It's yeah. like they're out of the house. They want to, you don't know what might have created that. Right, right. And I don't, you know, because I was getting ready. It caught me off guard. I was getting, I was simply getting ready, you know, doing my hair. I was in the bathroom just simply, you know, getting ready to leave. And I heard that and I was like, I've never heard that before. And I'm like, what's up? What did I, did I bring something home? <laughs> you know, but I ended up going to Tim's house. So like I said, he'll be over here Monday. But I think some of the stuff like we've had happen at the manor house, you just kind of, the deep, the heavy breath that we heard. You're just kind of at first you're like, what that what what was that? And I'm saying it nicely compared to how we really said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just yeah. we all get caught up in the moment, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. we're yeah. human, let's be real. Yeah. You know, we all we all can be taken by surprise, you know, things can happen that you don't expect. I mean, until no matter how many times you experience it, it never seems to get old. A disembodied voice or sound a whistle out of nowhere that's right in the same room. I mean, you, you have to kind of go, where did that come right. from? Right. Yeah, yeah. Not from you guys, but it still blows your mind because you don't oh, yeah. expect it. Yeah, and just because when a, when a person, you know, can communicate with the other side, it's, it's still, I'm not going to say it's still shocking. It's just, it throws you off guard sometimes, or with me it does. It catches me off guard. Well, for yourself, I mean, you typically, you have ability, so you can pick up on typically when other energies are around, correct? Right, yep. And then that one, you just didn't have any sense that it was there, and you just all of a sudden you hear this. Yep, yep, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I tell people all the time while on our tour, I think the stuff that happens at the house, I think she brings it with her. Yeah, she does say that. <laughs> I, I, before she got there, yeah, I had, I've had experiences there, and that's why I've been there for 12 years. But in this past year with her there, it's ramped up. And I, we've got, we, we've, I'm not, I don't want to say we made contact. They might have made contact with us, but I think we're getting a lot of pass-throughs. Okay. Because being it, it's a it's on a resort. The the Banner House is on a resort, so we have people literally from all over the world coming there. And some of them they've got to have some of them have attachments with them, and I think they bring them into the house with us. And so I I, I blame it on her, but it's everybody. But I think when we since she's been there with me, they've been more well known. Well, we know people with abilities are the, you know, it's, they're going to be more attracted to come to people, spirits, whatever you want to call them, energies on the other side are going to be more to come to Jerry or somebody that can feel, sense, or see them because they're not wasting their time. They come to me, they're going knock, 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 wasting their time, and they ain't getting nowhere. Why would they spend their wheels on that? They're going to go where Jerry's at. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that at the beginning of, before we started the show, and I have the same experience now that I had my medium and her husband move in. I've had the same experience where things have definitely progressed a lot more. I hear a lot more. We've got a lot more activity at the house. And it's most of it is really focused around her more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think it's, you know, 
it's another valuable tool that we have as investigators to have people that seem to be a magnet for it. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe I was coming back to haunt them, too. If anything ever happens to me, I'm coming back. We're we'll messing with the equipment and the cat balls. <laughs> already got my mind made up. Yeah. And, and I just I'm, added I'm Robert Murphy to that list. I'll, I'll find you in West Virginia. Right now. You'll be in mind, trust me. Yeah, and, and I like the way uh, you touched on it a little bit in, in your book about shadow figures. They're not automatically the devil himself coming to talk to you. You, ha you have to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. And you, you network with a lot of people, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you start comparing some of y'all's notes and your, your personal experiences, and you start figuring this out, like the shadow people, not, you know, for the longest time, every time you read, you know, oh, my gosh, that's evil. That's, that, it's horrible. And it's like, yeah. well, slow down. Yeah. I haven't read your book, so I don't I don't know what your chapter or what that part talks about with shadow figures, but I just don't think they're that all of them are bad if that makes sense. Because a lot of people I, do. I've had personal experience with them and I find shadow people are observers more than anything. And when we're talking about shadow people, we're talking about three dimensional shadows, not just a shadow on a wall. We're actually talking where you'll have like a corner of a, a hallway or something and they'll peer out and they'll squat down. I mean, and you're making out, but it's all the same color like the black that you're seeing right now on my shirt, everything. And I've seen different colored eyes as well. And people will typically lose their mind just seeing that. But we've had multiple people, not just one of us, but three or four people in a room and we'll be walking, you know, we'll hear something in the hallway and we'll look out and we'll all see and start explaining the same thing. It's not like just one person here and there. You start talking to other people, but again, working with clients, the biggest problem we have is trying to desensitize them and take away some of that fear that has just been made public by, of course, a lot of the shows and, and movies. I mean, it's everything doom and gloom seems to sell, so that's where everything goes immediately. There's a lot of positive out there, too, but getting clients to understand, whoa, it's okay. Yeah, and it's just... That's, that's the biggest thing there is getting a client or guest at the manor house to realize that everything you experience is not negative. It's not the devil coming up out of hell to grab you. It's Most of it is intelligent, and they're just there to observe you. Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. I'm sorry. So you can, you're on the bottom when you can see the comments? Yeah, I can't see it right now. Well, if, if, oh, okay. if anybody has questions, we'll, when people start coming in the comments, we normally just acknowledge them. And if they got questions, we'll just tell you that they're asking a question. So we Great. have a few. Yeah. We have Angelo Shelton on. So yeah. hi, Angelo. <laughs> they're in the comments. Angela. Angela. <laughs> oh, is it Angelo? I'm sorry. Just put your glasses on. No. no, it's really important because you never hear the, the positive that's out there. And when we originally, my team first started, there was more people that just wanted to know, hey, I'm not losing my mind. I know things are going on here. I'm not scared, but I know things are happening. But I just want to know, can you guys, and we try to document for them, whether it's EVPs, ITCs, whatever, 
we try to get something for them so we can tell them yes, no, or we couldn't even, you know, decide depending on what was going on. Oh, my gosh, these comments are all coming up that didn't come up earlier. Hi, Ronnie yeah. and Shayla. Can you tell us the yeah. book title again, please? Uh, the latest book is Explain the Paranormal and Treating Evil. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah. It's a lot of information in there, but it's, again, it's because I physically, literally treat negative locations, houses where people are scared to death and then want to go there, want to get them back to, give them back their environment. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Ronnie said that's and, why he blamed some of those TV shows out, especially Ghost Adventures, for the demon shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's not out there, but it, it, most of it is definitely not. Again, I focus on it as far as in the negative, and by far, that's what the book explains. It's not all demons. There's, uh, You could have just a grumpy person on the other side that was grumpy or had an attitude in life, still has an attitude on the other side. How do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. yeah. How many demons have you come across? More than people would <laughs> care to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious because that was part of a conversation with, with a client I had out here today, and they were talking about, you know, demons, and they're all over, and I'm like, mm. Things are picking up, but it's, people, again, confuse a lot. They just group everything in. You know, Native Americans can do some serious damage, not on, you know, they were obviously really treated bad in the day, and now that we've expanded so much as far as society has, their land it was not this little house lot that we live on. Their land was quite a bit of land, and we do a lot of building where, of course, there's a lot of burial grounds and stuff, and things happen. And if you want to talk about as far as, you know, again, here's everybody's talking about demons and everything. Native Americans have taken down horses, cows, everything else lower than that. I've treated locations where all the animals are just dying and treated, and everything's perfectly fine, but it's just because, but yet nobody goes ahead and says, hey, Man, did you see what, you know, this happened with the Native Americans? And, again, I'm not knocking Native Americans. It's spirits. They're just the most tied-in culture we have in the United States by far. Spiritually tied is would be the Native Americans. And then entities. I mean, you hear about things that happen on the news, you know. Oh, my gosh, that guy was such a nice guy. He would never hurt anybody. But he just did something horrific. We, as the public, don't always get the details of what happens and what the investigators might have found at that house, whether it be symbols and certain writings and different things like that, where the person could have been under the influence of something else. But again, that's more rare than common. It's, the, it's probably a relative actually trying to get a message to you. You're more likely to have that. And most of the time, it's for people that they're just trying to kick them in the butt to say, hey, get back to living. We're fine. Yeah. You know, they're on the other side. Yeah, and I like in your book, you, you did a list of things that is signs of demons, but you also put on there, yeah, these are signs of demons, but it could also be grumpy ghosts. Right. Um, I started using the term grumpy ghost syndrome because, again, you, you get a nasty ghost, a nasty spirit, whatever, and, you know, people automatically assume it's a demon or something, or you hear delivered pizzas for 12 years. I knocked three times. That's a normal knock. It's a meaningful yeah. <laughs> But people assume if they hear three knocks or three scratches, it's demonic, and that's not the case. Yeah, yeah and, and what always gets me is, I'm not, now I'm not saying the scratches don't happen because obviously they do happen, but 
pictures I've seen have been scratches that somebody could have given themselves. Where are the scratches where somebody can't reach? Like right uh, in the middle of your back. <laughs> We've had them on video. I, I can send you a few of those too. <laughs> We've had on video, again, we used to do quite a bit of lives, and we'll get back to that because the idea, unfortunately, my medium is very much like Jerry. Jerry can, uh, can be the center of attention from the other side. Probably one out of three times we go into the field, I know Janie's going to get scratched. It's going to happen. And she's got to a point now, because a lot of times we'll have the cameras running, she just holds her hand. She's like, oh, it just got me. It just got me. So we'll do it on the camera and go up and we'll slowly pull her shirt back so you can see. And then it'll be a red area, and it could take it could take up to 20 minutes for the actual lines to go ahead and actually individual lines appear. It could be gone in 10 minutes. It could be gone in two days, anywhere in between. But the biggest part is when people, when you have a group and somebody says, oh, my back is burning, you know, it's a different sensation than when you go out and you walk by and you go across a, a rose bush and you get scratched. It's a different feeling. Yeah. But it definitely happens. And I get it. You know, again, we're, we're looking at, hey, which way do the hands go? Yeah. And I, I call myself a skeptical believer. Yeah, obviously I believe in all this stuff. But I'm really skeptical when somebody tells me, Oh, I just got scratched. If I wasn't watching them the whole time, what to say that they didn't reach up and do that? I, you know, I think again, I can definitely understand. I mean, I've, keeping people busy and then having even having CCTV cameras, setting up a system inside when you're doing it, and I've caught clients doing things as well. Um, but having cameras that you can are not always just for catching, quote, activity. Sometimes it's just to monitor the people that you're around also. So it gives you another, yeah. people stop looking at the cameras. When we're in a field and we're in a house and, and we're, we start investigating, we stop looking where those cameras are set up at. Yeah. We use mirrors to, re, to shoot from a different angle. People don't pay attention to their own reflection, and that's worked out really well for us. So. Yeah. Again, I don't blame anybody for being skeptic. If if you don't, for people that have followed me for a while, they, they get it. But for anybody new, if I were to show you pictures or show you describe some of the things I've come across and everything, you don't look at me like my head's on backwards. Sometimes I, you not you know you're not doing yourself any justice. You should question question everything. I don't care. I mean, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm not up to convince anybody. I know what's there. Right. But right. question things. People get on these. As soon as somebody puts up a picture, especially at night, a circle in the dark, how do you know what size it is? I can't tell you anything about it. Show me during the daytime. You know, give me pictures of the daytime. Give me pictures of the environment. I need to see which, which way is the light source coming. But nobody wants to ask for that extra information. If somebody took something and they think they've got some type of evidence, they shouldn't have a problem coming back and going here. Well, here's some more pictures, you know, because somebody requested something instead of just getting all upset about it. It should be pretty simple. We want people yeah. to get evidence. Yeah. The, the evidence is out there. The more people understand, hey, this is real. So why yeah. wouldn't we want that? Right. Shayla yeah, wants to, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to, Shayla wanted to know if you actually remove demons. Uh, I would say a higher power does, but yes, I've been to very demonic locations. Uh, Cases of entities, attachment entities, American Native influence, uh, gems, yes. And, and knock on wood, every one of them's come out fine. So and you can have somebody who's been terrorized, even animals. My bigger, 
I look at places, especially if they have animals, that's kind of a, a better barometer of what's going on because we really mess with our own psyche so much. I mean, if, if you, when we were young, we used to watch a scary movie, and then all of a sudden we're freaked out for the rest of the evening. If you get to a location where activity is happening, it's even that much worse. As soon as something moves in the house, even though it has the rest of the time until now, now that they think there's something in the house, as soon as something moves, it was that that did it. You know, and all of a sudden now it's the boogeyman and he's 10 foot tall and whatever. So it's, it's trying to calm that down. Animals don't typically just simply freak out like we do, and yet they also calm down a lot faster than we do. So if a client has, like, dogs, the idea is to go ahead and I'll, even though the client might be very anxious and overwhelmed with everything that's going down, if I can tell them to go ahead and look at, you know, keep an eye on the dog and be watching the dog and the, the family dogs calm down the next day or that night or anything, you're going to have a good indicator that the dog's fine. It's not kind of, and that works out really well. It gives them something else to look at, even though they might still be a little bit nervous the next day. They see the dog's perfectly fine walking around, not growling anymore, not whimpering. Done. Yeah, Steve White just said hi. And Angela Shelton asked, have you ever felt a punch in your stomach that made you lose all color and fall sick and then gone several minutes later, it lifts off as if it never happened? I personally have not. Have you, Dave? I haven't, no. Jerry? No. But I do know people that have. I knew one guy who was a boxer, and for several nights straight, <laughs> something he couldn't strike, whatever was striking him. I mean, it would beat him until he passed out, and that was very credible. Uh, I've had team members that have – one guy was a very big guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother striking on him, but something hit him well enough, and it stopped him. I mean, he, he couldn't talk and do anything. He just froze in place because he's just shocked that something hit him so hard. Uh, things can happen. Even though everybody believes that you have, you know, so many people think, well, it can't happen because they don't have a body, they don't have a hand. Well, that hand is driven by energy. They do have energy. Energy is what moves everything, makes everything happen. Just because we have a shell to put the energy in, they don't have that, so. Yeah. Now, I, I have been pushed in the back of the head one time. Okay. But it, I felt it, but I mean, it, didn't, it wasn't pain. I didn't get sick in my stomach or anything like that, but I I felt it, and it was at the manor house. Jerry just had a bad experience, and I was kind of pissed off, and I said some things I probably shouldn't have, and I went upstairs to grab something, and I got punched in the back of the head. That typically makes us a pretty good target pretty quick as soon as we get We lose our – they're doing that on purpose, so I'll be honest yeah. with you. Most of that – Fear is a form of control, and they want that. Uh, you know, anything that's when you have a, something that's going to be spiteful, and again, I'm not saying evil, but something that just wants to be spiteful or have control of that area. The biggest phrases we used to get when we first started, and tell me with you guys and your experience as well, you know, the get out. We used to get the get out or leave. Yeah. Well, think outside the box for a little bit and put yourself on the other side. What if you're the spirit that used to, you're the person who used to live in that house. You pass away, but that house is still your happy place. You're still there. Now, six strangers come walking into your house at 11 o'clock at night. Are you going to say you want a cup of coffee? Are you going to say get out? And so often, we don't think that we might be in, we might be infringing on them more so than they're trying to. It might just be a defense. 
And Ronnie Rickard says, him and his wife, they're, they're about 45 minutes, they live about 45 minutes south of you. They're, 10, they're about 10 miles south of Winchester. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Angela agreed with you. She says, absolutely. But just a lot of positives, too. I mean, I'm talking yeah. negatives right now, but we were talking about earlier. You don't hear about the positives. I had a, oh, yeah. I had a uh, team member, and she had grown up with a the woman when she was younger, reached out to her while she was on the team, and she was, she was just – they were losing the family house. It was a house that her grandfather had bought. The people that had lived there, it, it was quarters as far as they just had so much stuff, and – the bank was already coming, like, the following Wednesday to go ahead and change the locks out or whatever. They've lost the house. So the people who were there were gone, and she just wanted to try to get whatever that her grandparents might have had in the house that she, you know, feels like she's going to miss out on or whatever. By the time we go through there, and I brought a couple of gadgets just because they have, a, you know, the K2. It's got a bunch of lights. Everybody goes, ooh, ah, whatever. So just to make them happy when we did it, I went ahead and I said, okay, look, myself, her. We'll go up there to this, the client. The client had, I think it was her daughter and two of her girlfriends there. So I figured I'd bring a couple things so they could get an experience. I like them to get hands-on so it has little lights. But every time this woman would ask this, these questions, are you upset we're losing this house? Whichever, I had a Ghost Meter Pro and a K2, and they would just go ballistic. And I would change the batteries. I'm like, that's got to be a battery going dead or something. Like, why is it going, just going crazy? And any other questions, they were perfectly fine, but it had something to do with, are you, are you upset at me? It wouldn't go up. Are you upset that this is happening? Then it would go crazy, you know? And then it got to, is there something I'm supposed to find here? And look, if a client asked the same question five times, I'm good. When it was 20-some times the same question, but she had the same reaction each time, I was so annoyed, but at the same time, it was really cool she was getting the same reaction. And I've changed the battery in these things multiple times just to take that out of the possibility for it. Finally, it got to 3 o'clock, snow starts falling, 3 o'clock in the morning, snow's falling, and I'm like, look, i got to pack up, go check, because when she's asking about all these different rooms, it keeps saying when she gets to the garage, both meters go crazy, and the garage, again, is packed with all kinds of stuff, it's a detached garage, and it's like, look, you take her out there, go through the garage, see if you can find out anything, and we have one of the meters, I mean, even if you had a necklace on, it's not going to pick it up, I mean, it's not like it's coming up to pick up gold or something. Um, both pieces of equipment went crazy in the same spot after they went through the area twice. And a couple hours later, after the sun came out, the woman went, we left, the woman took a nap. She ends up finding 16 ounces of gold right there. If that's the devil, can you send me some, please? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 16 ounces of gold, holy smokes. Yeah, that's paid for the house. Well, would have had she found it in time, that would have caught, yeah. caught up. Um, but it's just kind of neat that it comes around. The whole reason she even thought about the paranormal is her grandfather actually was keeping notes about the different things that were happening in the house and around the area from like the 1920s. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and, and at, the, at the manor house, when I go there, I always say hello. When I leave, I'll say goodbye. One night I went there and I said hello and it's one of two times I've heard a disembodied voice at the manor house. It said, welcome. So, like I said, it's not always negative. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't respect things enough. Again, it gets back to that point. You're going into somebody else's territory. Wouldn't you get upset? 
How many times we hear when they, when somebody goes ahead and they start changing things in the house, that's when the activity picks up. Sure. If you come in and you start cutting up my walls and everything, I'd be pretty upset. So Yeah. Blame credence it could be, you know, more so just a grumpy ghost at that point. Right there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, Steve said when it comes to different paranormal explanations, me and Robert have had an agreement. It's absolutely okay to di agree to disagree on different theories or other things that are paranormal related. Not too many people have this bond, but we do because some people get butt hurt if you disagree with what they are saying. Is that Miller? This is Steve White. <laughs> Steve White. Wait, my bad. I should have said White. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole point with this. And when we say para-unity, we're not saying, hey, you got to believe what everybody believes. That's not the point. Para-unity part is being, as Steve said, being willing to go ahead and be open-minded enough to hear, you'll hear, listen to my side, I'll listen to your side, which respect. You can draw your conclusions after that. It's perfectly fine. I mean, have yeah. you honestly, Gabe, have you been in the field and come across something that made you change your thoughts about? Oh, yeah. Oh. Most definitely. Most definitely. If if you don't go in there open-minded, you don't need to be in the field. Jerry, same yeah. thing. I mean, how many people have you come into that turn around and they're like, yeah, right, reading abilities. Yeah, right. all the time. And, I, and I'm okay with it. Going, yeah, I'm okay you know? with it because I don't yeah. – I always put on my Facebook I don't owe people an explanation. <laughs> I just I just don't. It's it. I've had what I've had since I was six years old. I can't stop it. I've tried to shut it off. It doesn't shut off. And if people don't believe it, I as long as I get my message delivered and I don't have to deal with the spirit put playing muffled music all night because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I, as long as I get it off of me, I'm okay. And yeah, I'm running through it all the time, and I'm okay with it. That's them. It's okay. You brought up a good point that most people aren't aware of. For those that have, I don't care which one, what level you want to have it at, advanced or have understand how it works a lot better, Jerry's going to keep getting the message again and again. It's just going to keep bugging her until she actually delivers what yeah. she's supposed to deliver or gives it out. And I don't, and I get muffled music if I don't do it. <laughs> they play muffled music. I'm telling you, and I and I can't stand it. And it's muffled country music at that. <laughs> and I'm not I, I'll listen to country but I'm not gonna say I'm a big fan of it because when when you know with my dad and his country music I'm just I'm not I like it to an extent but I don't like to listen to muffled ugh. No, so, I'm with you on that part yeah. of it. <laughs> it's muffled and it gets on my nerves and they play it all night. I know you've seen the movie The Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that whoever wrote that is very accurate on abilities, what we have, and we have to sit there and listen to 99 bottles of beer on the wall all night long, and I don't want to. I just don't. I know my team medium has insomnia really bad. I mean, it's hard for her to sleep a lot of times, and it's because the same thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's just a constant, you know, she's yeah. trying to go ahead and put that off. But Stephen, he, he'll go ahead. He posts a lot of questions, and, again, yeah. it, it's great. I always find where I have to turn around, if I'm going to post a question, I'm kind of like, in your own opinion, because, you know, man, start thinking for yourself, for God's sakes. It's not that hard yeah. to try it yeah. to a lot of people, because yeah. they just all of a sudden assume, yeah. you know, think about it. That's yeah. all we're asking people. Yeah. I don't know who Angela Shelton is. She seems really nice. She said she's heard music from the 20s, so she knows. 
she has abilities as well, yeah. so she she shares some of it as well. Yeah, Ninety nine <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All night. Yeah. And when we're doing the paranormal one on one there at the manor house, I I tell people right from the very beginning, the way that we're showing you how to do things tonight, this is the way that we do it. Yeah. We're not saying we're right and other teams are wrong. We're just saying it's a different okay. way of doing it. Absolutely. I mean, if you just take the take the main TV shows that came out and then you just watch everybody, it's just cookie-cutter approaches. Everything's cookie-cutter. It's like research. I'm not saying research isn't good to have, but for everybody, because then everybody gets – there's the um, woman in white that comes down the stairs. Well, now everybody's focused on the stairs, and they ain't finding what's really actually happening or what's the reason for it. Everybody's yeah. kind of wrapped around the wheel. Whereas if – I know about the, like I talk to the, I'm the point of contact, so I'm going to talk to the client. I'll have all the information. And when I had a researcher, she would give me the information, but she wouldn't get to share it with everybody else. So I could bring some further objects. If it was Native American, Civil War, something that we were going to go to, I could bring some of those items with me. But I didn't have to tell everybody else that I had them until we got midway to our investigation. And then I could pull them out and try to use them as trigger objects, see whether or not we could inspire something go ahead and contact us. Yeah. yeah and when when we have groups rent out the manor house for their private investigation, I'm I'm, I'm always there because it's done on my insurance. But I tell them I'll let you you ask me the question that you want answered. If you want a full history of the house, I'll give you a full history of the house. But if you don't want anything, you want to go in completely blind, that's perfectly fine too. And I got about 50-50. Some people go in blind. Some people, they want to know the history. It's good. I mean, I, I'm not knocking either side of it, but there's yeah. reasons why we do what we do. And for you, it's kind of nice because you're right there. You get to watch these other teams investigate, and then you can see what's overlapping, what's the same things that other people yeah. have gotten, and that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really pay attention to what the teams that go in blind get. Because I, the majority of the teams that go in and I give them the full history, I pretty much know what they're going to get. But the teams that are blind, that's what's really interesting. That's what I worry about too much, though, is we, we go in with these. Once you've gotten the history of something, again, you're targeting it. You're almost a medium, again, using, utilizing somebody with abilities. Mine, when we go somewhere, especially now she lives here with me, she doesn't get an address or anything, it's okay. She knows that we're going to be going leaving on Friday or Saturday or whatever, and that's it. She knows the time we're leaving, doesn't even know where we're going. And then we get there, and she gets a recorder, her husband does, and they go do a walkthrough. Then I can compare it to what else. Or she'll usually go ahead and be getting information and give me tidbits of stuff before we even go. But I just go ahead and jot that down so that it will actually I have it all on text, so it's stamp, time stamp, date. So I can go to the client and say, well, it's ironic because this is what she's already picked up or give a, have a written list of all of it. So it, it adds credibility at the same time. Yeah. Steve said, thanks, Robert. I know you work with a medium when, you're, when you investigate. What have you guys ever encountered, encountered? Have you guys ever encountered a spirit outside, maybe out in the wilderness, that started communicating with your medium that led you to a potential lost gravesite or something? Just curious. Uh, we've had a number of 
she can tell me where there's certain grave sites at. Uh, I've done random things with her. I've had uh, people at other locations. I had a person who used to be a police dispatch back out in Colorado on a very high-profile missing person's case. They hit a dead end. She just shot me, asked whether or not I could end up having Janie go ahead and give any information. And I just had her go ahead and send a couple of pictures. I, I don't follow the news very much. She sent me a couple of pictures. I make sure there's no names, no words, no nothing in the pictures. I give them to Janie, and all I do is I just like, here, this. I'll bring up my phone, I'll be like, tell me what you're getting on this, and this is exactly how it works. And she'll start telling me whether or not she believes he's alive, not alive, and then she ends up telling what's happened to him and where he's at, the whole nine yards. The details she provided on that time, absolutely every one of them matched dead up to it, 100%. So she's been, and again, this is just a random thing, and we don't do it every day. I just, it's just somebody hits and I'll go ahead and say, hey, Jerry, what do you get off of this? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's no expectations, though. That's not fair to put any expectations on anybody with abilities. It's just trying to get people, because if you do that, you have people that are just going to, they feel the need to start telling you something, and they shouldn't. It should be, right. Jerry, when information comes to you, do you know everybody's life history? Nope. When you start getting puzzle pieces, you don't know that they know John Smith from here that did mm-hmm. this and had this really weird thing with about a banana or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be really weird. Right. information you just give it as you get it right too many people want to ad lib to it and right. try to make a story out of it it's not for you to make the story right. out of same thing for her she just gives the details she gets right and that's that's when spirit comes through and channeling happens because i have that happen quite often lately they're not always going to answer the questions either it's not they don't it, it's not like having the same conversation we're having right now they'll either flash pictures flash numbers, flash words, show a film. I mean, it happens with different, I guess, different cases. And sometimes when people ask me questions, I don't have the answer because they don't always answer it like that. <laughs> they don't. And then people look at me like, well, wait a minute. Is she being real? But I am. I'm giving you what I'm being shown, which is right. always right up here because all my stuff comes right there. Everything is third eye. Always come so the information there. is um, uh, to answer Stephen's question. Like I said, she's she has come across some information that we didn't. It, it's great having somebody with abilities. Somebody that you, again, I'm skeptical. For the longest time, up until a couple of years ago, I just kept telling her, "Ah, oh, you got lucky again." Yeah. Even though she had all these crazy details, I mean, yeah. specific crazy details. But you, you can, you after you see it a few hundred times, I mean, it, it, it gets to a point where you're like, "Yeah, whatever." And then you can watch other people, and you're like. Oh, oh, Dave, man, I'm sorry. I feel like, you know, I know you, oh, you've lost somebody on the other side. No no kidding. Yeah, who hasn't lost somebody to the other side, you know? Yeah. I'm almost 56 years old. I've lost a few. <laughs> this is a male, though. No kidding. <laughs> but we're not talking about that generic brand or type of people. We're talking about when you get those specifics like you're talking right. about, Sherry. And sometimes they are generic, and it gets on my nerves. Sometimes when they're describing themselves, it is generic, and it makes me sound generic. But that's how they're presenting the information to me, and it and that gets, that frustrates me sometimes. Just general, you know, you got a male standing next to you, and sometimes they don't show what they look like. Sometimes it's a blurb, and I know it's a male energy. I just know it's there. 
and then you get people who will describe it to me. Well, I can't right now because they're just a blurb. And and then I'm like, well, can you can you give me some other details instead of just standing there frustrating me? <laughs> you know, I get frustrated. But see, again, you just said to yourself, yeah. you're not gonna you're not just gonna go ahead and make up something mm-hmm. just to satisfy somebody to get them nope. to go ahead and go away. Yeah. I can't get the details. Yeah. That's where it should be at. It, yeah. If the people in the field with abilities would, would understand that and feel like, hey, there's not pressure that you have to produce every time, um, I don't think every one of them, everybody in the field is going to be to that point. There are some people that obviously can. Yeah. And, and there's an array of people, but you're not helping anybody if you're just giving that false information. Right. You know? right. In all my sessions, I make people record them, every single one of them. When I do Reiki on people, if they when they want to record, I let them record because I'm not I don't remember everything that happens, and then people will come back and say, "Well, do you remember when my mom blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "No, I don't, because I'm somewhere. I'm here. I'm and right. I'm in here, and I you know, and with that third eye, and I that's where I'm at when I'm doing my energy work. And I'm like, no, I don't remember. So I make them record it all, all of it. I don't care. Record, record away, you know, so we can go play back and listen to it later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, because they need it. The message is for them. It's not for me. It's not benefiting me. It's benefiting them. It's helping them, not me. So I cut cords and go about my business. <laughs> Dave, how long ago did you, well, Jerry, when did you start with Dave? It's going to be about a year as far as working with him about a year ago, but I had started going to the manor house the year before that. Did you use anybody with abilities before, Dave? Excuse me? Did you use anybody with abilities on your team before? No, because I'm super skeptic. I did not, she's the first one I've ever used with abilities. Because there's only one person before her that I actually believe had abilities that I met in person. Everybody else I thought just had gas. And <laughs> that, one, that one friend of mine, she, she opened my eyes to it. I was super skeptical, but open-minded. And then I met Jerry, and I'm still super skeptical, but I trust everything she says. And it's, and it's okay. Yeah. We, go. we go back and forth yeah. all the time. No big deal. But that's the difference. That's the healthy part. When you get to somebody with abilities and a skeptic, and you guys, again, it's no different than Stephen. If he doesn't believe something that I believe and he has it, again, though, you can listen to each other. It's perfectly fine. You still have each other's respect. Yeah. And I think that's what's the biggest part of the our field, unfortunately, that gets missing too often and overlooked, just having that little bit of respect for one another. Yeah. And, again, when I first started my team, I didn't have anybody on I Last thing I thought, yeah, right, whatever, because I didn't experience it myself. And not just experience it one time, you got to really push a lot to a lot of specifics have got to line up. It's like with a client, I don't know. A client will often agree regardless, you know. they start. Somebody starts telling them and it kind of makes that connection with them to a, a loved one that's lost. They tend to just kind of go yes. But when you can have something concrete in front of you, like I had a picture at one point and I was just like, okay, since he's supposedly standing next to you, tell me what he looks like. And she's giving me all these crazy details about him. It's like, well, you know, can she see through this picture or what? What the hell? You know, mm-hmm. it'll open your mind up to it really quick. Yeah. And I usually find that if you walk up to a person and 
within the first two or three sentences, they tell you they have abilities, they probably don't. The ones that actually do, they don't advertise. Yeah, we don't advertise because people, oh my God. It'll take away from every, it'll take away from the tour. That's one of the reasons why I don't really want him saying too much because then people will ask me 50,000 billion questions and we're just like, you know. So Steve White said he had a question for everybody and he wants to know, he wanted to ask, how can I avoid a spirit attachment? What would be your personal suggestions? Can't put you on the block first. Go ahead, buddy. I'm the last one to ask about that. I'd I have leave me no alone. Be like, I'm, that's, you, know, that's you got to stay hearing. where you're at. Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. Don't come <laughs> home with me. Fine. Then I'll pour black salt on, put my feet on, make sure nothing attaches, and I go home. <laughs> that's how I avoid them. <laughs> that, that, for us, when I had the team, and we still had, I still had several people on the team, we did have attachments a few times. So I've had two. Um, and, again, when you first have them, you don't even know that you have them. But okay. spiritual attachments can you know, go wrong as far as things. It's not a healthy thing. I know some people say, oh, it's a good thing. I don't know where you're getting that from, but not my belief. Um, Number one, absolutely, when you leave a location, you're setting the rules. You're on the physical plane here. You can set the rules. And the second is whatever your belief system is. Mine, I just have the, I'm more Christian-based, so I believe in JC 100%, and he's got my back. I ain't worried about anything, so... Mm -hmm. You have to have whatever your path is or religion is, you have to have honest faith in it, which is a lot different than most people truly have. But when you get ready to leave a location, hey, nothing is allowed, nothing, no one, anyone, any energy on the other side is allowed to go ahead and go with me, my person, my property, or my vehicle. And if you're worried about things that are negative, such as an attachment, keep sage, just a couple sage, a sage bundle in your car. I've had a lot of people that always kind of felt eerie and felt like somebody was watching them when they get in their car and just didn't like it. And, and I did it for the longest time. I keep a sage bundle in my car and never have an issue with it. You don't have to light it or anything. It's just that smell will permeate. Yeah, I like my palo, um, palo wood. I keep that in the car in a little ashtray sitting on the floor in the car and black salt. That's the other thing. So <laughs> I have a whole bag in my car. Um, Angela oh, says, too. get holy water and a crucifix, buddy. She's so funny. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> she put, She said that she feels them and she just, wait a minute. Yes, when I feel them, I just know what they are. And they, she knows that if they're a female adult or a child. Yeah, because they'll present with that energy. You can just know. So, yeah, that was um, Angela. <laughs> Again. People that have abilities pick it up in different ways. Some people pick up nothing but vibration, and they've learned well enough to know that depending on how high the vibration is and which side it's on, whether or not it's a family member, male, female, young, or old, it's just amazing. Other people seem like we're sitting right here. Uh, I know my medium in particular, she most of the time will actually seem like we're conversating, and then other times it'll be almost like that vapor that comes off the roadway. Yeah. Like you were talking about you can't get a clear picture of who they are. Right, right. They just present as like white mist. And I'm just like, can you just give me a little bit more detail, please? And so, <laughs> Steve is so cute. He has another question. Robert, I know you guys have investigated Native American lands before. Do you think it's a good idea to leave a peace offering when you're doing so? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, when it comes to Native American, you're not, 
you can chase around with a cross all night long, and you ain't doing nothing with that cross. Uh, It's more about conversation. And people don't really, I'm sure it's got to be hard to understand, but language is universal. It's your thoughts, your intent. And once you start putting that out there, we've had locations that were Native American to go to um, that I would go with Janie and we know where there's things that are happening that seem to be fitting a particular profile, like for Native American, mm-hmm. and it's taking an offering. Um, there's definitely offerings. I know some people do alcohol. I absolutely refuse to do alcohol. That was really bad for the Native Americans, so I do not leave alcohol at any locations. Tobacco is the number one, and even uh, if it's a location, a, a regular house, farm, or anything like that, actually small cedars, planting small cedars back on the land, two good offerings, and it's just explaining things to them. And apologizing. I don't care who you are. Don't be big enough. You're never too big to apologize. Hey, they have done really, really wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Angela says she leaves donations of tobacco. And Shayla says that is what people tell us when we say we are paranormal investigators. But, yeah, I've heard of people leaving donations. Tobacco. We have tobacco at as our, some of our. Um, we have tobacco as a tr- trigger object when we're working at the doing stuff at the manor house. We've had that very effective. Had an old uh, jail that was actually used for, you know, the end of the road for certain prisoners and whatnot. And it's amazing what you can get with a cigarette. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think when I was back at the cabin on 360s Woods, I got. I do have it on video. I was doing a. I think I was on Facebook Live and it, it smoked a cigarette. Literally, there was no wind or anything, and I I have that on video. So that was a really really good piece of evidence there. So, yep, we were good. Yeah, I'm watching time too. <laughs> I'm keeping. Hey, um- where do you find that? I, I, I'm terrible with words, so I have to write everything down. But, uh, the, what's, where do you find the biggest misconception in the paranormal field when you get somebody that's either new to the field, even some of the more seasoned seasoned investigators? Well, that's as far as what's actually negative and what's not negative, what's actually an attack, what's not an attack. For people, you don't have to have abilities to have an empathic connection at a location. Something could just Think of something being on the same frequency that you're on. It's like dreams. Dreams are not all dreams. There's a lot of communication that goes on at nighttime because somebody's mind finally slows down. They're not listening to my voice. They're not seeing the lights. They don't hear everything going on. Their mind settles down, and it's a little easier for somebody on the other side to get on basically the same frequency. And the same thing happens during the daytime. Jerry could sit there and go to a location and all of a sudden be like, oh, my God, she's perfectly fine beforehand but feels either her neck hurts really bad, chest problems, whatever. And if you actually look at the history, the person that passed away there died of a heart attack or, or was hung. We've had uh, one, of our, one of our investigators at one location and come find out there was a hanging that actually had occurred there. Big old red mark all the way around. I mean, it was just crazy, and he all of a sudden was like, oh, my neck, you know, and they get to a point where they, they know not to be grabbing the spot, so especially when we're live, we want to make sure we watch it, and all of a say with a heart attack or somebody's had some type of issue before, but a lot of people believe that they're under attack. They're not under attack at all. They just happen to have be feeling what somebody has felt before, so that goes back into that, oh, it's, 
there are demons everywhere. There's it's horrible, you know, evil influence everywhere. Well, Angela so. says her great grand grandmother's Blackfoot and my great grandmother is Cherokee, so she knows their stories. Steve White said he remembered the cigarette, yeah. He yeah, that was something that was unseen. He remembered that unseen puffing on it. <laughs> yeah, um, good evidence. Yeah. Yeah, on, on one part of your book you're um when you're you're talking about dealing with the the demons, you say don't ask for their name. There's a people don't understand. You get you once you ask for a name, what's a demon once you know it's a demon, all's fair. Game on. That's when everything really comes through. A demon like there's there's certain rules, whatever you want to put to it. A demon cannot show itself in a perfect human form. Right, wrong, indifferent. Really doesn't matter to me what you believe. I can just tell you that holds true. Um, so there's if you're watching somebody who's performing exorcism, they're saying in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, tell me your name, demon, whatever. They're targeting. They're 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 want the prayers to be targeted towards the source. But people in general, when they think there's something bad going on, some mojo that shouldn't be happening, they shouldn't be asking for a name because then once they have the name, technically they know it's a station. Whether they know that that just so-so is the most popular one we have from the Ouija board. So you turn around and you say, okay, you know, is this so-so? Is this, okay, game on. You recognize I'm a demon now, you know, fair is fair. And it's, a, it's the most realistic human chess game you'll, live chess game you'll ever play in your life, by far. Yeah, so unless you know exactly what your next move is going to be, don't don't start the game. Correct. Correct. Because once you do, it, it's on. I mean, it's they know they've been around for a lot longer than us. It's human nature. Uh, Jerry, you got kids? Two. Okay. Somebody's got your kid on the ground. Something invisible got your kid on the ground hurting your kid, what's the normal parent going to say? Pick on me, don't pick on right. Well, it's already got the kid. Now you just gave another invite. Now you're going to yeah. And they know this. Yep. They're so absolutely correct. There are a lot, of, a lot of things that happen out there, but yeah, it's uh, there's times to ask for the name and times not to. And, and for the most part, it's usually not a name that you get first anyway, especially if Legion's involved, which means multiple. You usually get I am, and it's usually a number. Oh. That's more common. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it looks like and whatnot, you'll see the people do it right in front of them. Yeah. Why? You want to make them nervous? Go off to their shoulder. Because they have to look through the person when they're when they're possessing a person. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Looks like we've got a minute left. You're going to have to come back on for part two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we just happen to have an opening. <laughs> I'll shoot you the date. Hit me up sometime, whatever you want. Yeah. I definitely, seriously, guys, I definitely appreciate being on. Yeah, because an hour flies by really quickly, it and does. I have more questions, yeah. but now I have to wait. Always feel free to reach out, though. Yeah, if you yeah, I'll have to, I'll Anybody. have to friend request you, and message you, and see if you want to come back in on our next date that we have available. Yeah, yeah this is fun. It just went so fast. It does. It goes by really yeah. quickly. Yeah, that would be fun. We're going to hang up on the blog talk part. We appreciate everybody tuning in to blog talk because I don't want to cut into Ryan. So next week is our paranormal roundtable. That's going to be fun.
So we'll see you all next Tuesday.
I wait for a streamer to start. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. And how are you? Hope you're having a great Tuesday night. Taking a sip out of my brew through coffee mug this time. Still in the freaking awesome Paranormal Show Studios. Put my phone right here. So it is the last day of January. I can't believe it's already February. Well, not really because it's still January, but tomorrow start the first day of February. Crazy time. Just lies when you're having fun, apparently. There's really not much new to report here as far as uh, business to take care of. I've got um, we've got the uh, we got the uh, investigation at Pamplin Park on March 18th, and then um, on April 8th we have our first investigation at the cabin. Not much going on in February. Um, so we got RJ in the background wanting to come out here. Because now apparently he's hungry. We're trying feeding him earlier. He didn't want to eat. Now it's like nine o'clock. He wants food. So go figure. So tonight on the show we have got an old friend of mine. From way back in the day, made of mine from Freeman High School, Miss Rory Sonia. When I knew her, she was Rory Exon. So I saw that you know she contacted me or or something or uh, somehow we got I got we got in touch with each other through the magic of the internet, and I found that she found out that she is a light worker and a Reiki master. I'm like, well, it's kind of in my wheelhouse. I'm into that kind of stuff, you know. I'm more on the ghost side of things, but still supernatural, paranormal, well, paranormal, but supernatural, spiritual stuff. And I watch all those videos. I'll go online. I'll find like meditation videos and stuff. And when I get a, when you know, I have time, I'll try it. Try to, uh, you know, focus my energy and all that stuff. So I figured it'd be nice to have her on the show and. uh for a little bit, see see what she's been up to and how she uh, started on this journey of hers to where she is today. So I'm going to go ahead and add her on the show. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'll tell you what, I am doing awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Happy to have you on. Thank you for having me on. It's no problem. So I want to I wanted to start at the beginning because you know you and I grew up in the same area. When did you when did you start like your journey to your spiritual journey? How did it begin? So it started around uh, 2001. I would say right after the fall, the Twin Towers. I don't know if that has any connection spiritually. Um, I kind of had some, I uh, was sick and I was in the hospital and I had somebody approach me and, 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 um, 
tell me you're an angel. And I just wanted that this person to go away. And then they were insistent upon telling me you're angelic. You, you need to, you know, you need to start looking into these things are different avenues of spirituality. And again, I just kept blowing her off until I guess I would call my higher self just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to you. And it just kind of started from there. And it has, there are new things I've learned every year since 2001. Um, and Reiki was one of the first, I uh, was first Reiki attuned in 2003. So it, it's been a long journey and I'm so glad that I'm on it. So um, do you think what, what you saw you saw was a spirit guide or or, um, or something that was sent to that? I believe, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Doreen Virtue. Those are some of the first spiritual books I um, ever tapped into. I, you know, I, when, when I got into this, there was no Google. There weren't smartphones. I hung out in metaphysical shops. I was reading books. I, you know, I, when I dove in, I was in, I was in it, and I was fully immersed. I believe, in, in one of these books I read, and I can't recall which one, that sometimes spirit guides are sent to you in the flesh and they may come and go because after this person came into my life, we did hang out a couple times. Um, I couldn't find her after some time. So I don't know. It's kind of uh, a mystery uh, if that answers your question. Yeah. I mean, like you said, sometimes, you know, people are meant to come into our lives and they have a message for us and it's up to us to listen to it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, try to try to try to um, do what do what do with what the, what we can. Have you had any? Did you have any experiences before, like then? Um, did you have? Were you into like the paranormal or anything when you were growing up? Um, so all of it started in 2001, and this led me down different avenues of um, you know spirits, you know some paranormal. Um, then UFOs. I mean, there's, so I, I had to jog my memory because it's 2023 and then, you know, you and I are probably the same age. Like every little thing I stumbled upon, it was something new. I would say every year. I, I mean, I'm trying to backtrack. So yeah, I've been down all of it. And then it evolved from like paranormal to then like aliens and UFOs and we can get into, but, um, but before 2001, no. Would you had would you you said you were in an accident or right. you were in a hospital? I had. You know how like you are you familiar with near death experiences? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. If there was mm-hmm. something like that, I've had a, I've had a couple friends who who've had that experience where they where they've had an accident or had a near near death experience, and then it was like kind of they opened up uh, opened up the veil. Or actually opened mm-hmm. the whole door and let everything in. Like, okay, you're one of us now. We can show you all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the way the universe nudges you. It's like it, you we incarnated here. It was inevitable. It was going to happen at some point, but something has to shake us awake. And it, it's usually an accident or, you know, something like of the sort that will happen throughout our lives. And I've had... I've had my fair share of NDEs. Um, my father had one too when he was alive, um, where his was just pretty magical. But um, yeah, it was an NDE, I would say. 
So they they it opened up your eyes to to what what to what what was out there. So when you had these experiences, were like you said you you went to different metaphysical shops. Were you hanging out like the aquarium bookshop in Richmond and going places like that, trying yeah. to get as much information as you could? That that was my spot, and I was always at the one in Willow Lawn, and sometimes the original one in Carytown. I you know. I was friends with the people that I made friends with the people that worked there because I didn't know at that time um, in my world, not many people I knew were into witchcraft or, you know, metaphysics and spirituality. You know, I, I was made fun of if I opened up to people. So those were my people, you know, like I said, we didn't have the internet at the time. We didn't have Google. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have apps. You know, now it's so mainstream, but, you know, I was, I'm an OG, you know. You know, you know, you're serious about something when, when you have, like you said, you don't have anybody really to talk to that, you know, friends of yours, because they're not going through the same thing you're going through. And you're sitting there telling them all this stuff that you're experiencing. They don't understand it because they're living in their own, their world that hasn't been opened up yet. So you have to Mm -hmm. seek out these people and seek mm-hmm. out the, the aquarium bookstore, make an effort to go out and go down there to learn about what you're trying, what you're experiencing because you have no idea. I mean, nowadays you just, you know, type in, you know, Akashic records or, you know, whatever. And there's a whole bunch of articles about it back then. It wasn't like that. Wows me now, like how extreme everything is. Um, and I definitely think it happened like that for me for a reason because I now that con- you know uh, more people are waking up to you know spirituality metaphysics things like of that nature I I definitely feel like I'm here to help others um, you know that's I'm a light worker so that's what we do we help human- mm-hmm. humanity and anchor the light on the planet and I'm here for those who are waking up, especially during, you know, 2020, where a lot of, you know, consciousness is expanding and, you know, we're, the consciousness of the planet is raising. I'm sure you've heard of the shift or, um, yeah. you know, the big shift. Yeah, I'm sure. But and I definitely think I chose, not chosen, I chose this mission. Um, I chose to wake up start waking up I wouldn't say because you're never fully awake you always wake up to something new there's you know it's always endless things that you can learn here on this planet um I chose that time so now you know fast forward to now this is just it's easier for me but I'm here to help um others do you have you've experienced like are more and more people like open to the idea of there being more out there, like people that who were who were not like he would never like guess would be open to that or or do you experience that where people are like, Oh, well maybe there is something else out there. You know, that's a really great question because um for the longest time I'm I have never um cared what anyone thought of me and I've always been, you know, pretty outspoken, even in high school. I um, used to, you know, I would express how I felt about certain things. And I used to be called, like, you're a witch or you're you're crazy. And, 
And then, you know, always in my head, I'm like, oh, you'll see. You'll see in the future. This is going to be all pretty mainstream. And now that it is, um, it's funny that even people I worked with many years ago, um, they're like, oh, my gosh, I remember when you used to talk about this, and I'm seeing that now. And that's why I chose, you know, to start waking up at early 2000s because now they're starting to see it, and I planted those seeds. And so, you know, I am seeing a lot of people wake up. There were always people, I think, that were on the, on the fence that they were going to shift and they were going to start to open their eyes more. Um, and then there were people who were completely asleep that are now awake and more open-minded. And they're like, you know, those things you used to talk about, I see, the, see them now. It's, it's pretty great to see that, you know, all ego aside. I, I just want – everyone has free will and their choice to do whatever they want in this lifetime. But if I can, you know, help someone else, that's, like, that's all, the, that's all I want. Now, do you think this, this shift would be happening if it wasn't – like, there was no Internet, let's say, if we were going back to, back to where you were at the beginning and it's still like this today, do you think – there would be a shift happening or is it through the power of, you know, social media being able to making the world smaller that way the word can spread easier than, than it had before. Do you think that would still be happening or you think it will still be back to, you know, um, I think it happened. I think it would, we designed it this way. We were the architects that designed it this way. Um, because I will say I, you know, all ego aside, I was one of the first spiritual accounts that I found on Twitter back in 2009. I had Lightworker in my bio. It fast forward to now, and there's everyone. It's like a clarion call. Everyone got. They're like, oh, go to go to Twitter, and we'll all connect there, even more so than any other social media site I'd been on. So I definitely think we designed it that way because without the internet. Um, I don't think we would have been able to connect in that way. We may have still shifted and thought of the – because Gaia, um, Earth is going to shift regardless. You know, this was her plan as well. But the the Internet has – it has brought us all together. And I I don't know if we could have done it – how we all would have connected globally without the Internet, if that makes sense. Yeah, that would have been tough. That. That would have I mean, been tough. We're still learning how to let some of us tap into telepathy. I think that's like the next step where we won't need an internet and come completely telepathic, like our, you know, some of our alien ancestors. You know, we won't yeah. need those things. And I'm rooting for that because I'm, I don't love AI. I think that's, I don't know how I feel about that, but I definitely think the internet has helped us globally come together as one, um, you know, people people like yourself, myself, you know, um, into the realms that we're into. Yeah, it it's definitely helped. I mean, without without the internet, you know, and we would be able, we actually wouldn't be able to do this and would people would not feel I don't think comfortable enough to come out and, you know, talk about this stuff. Like you were like right. you did. Some people aren't strong enough to do that. So having this forum, platform, Facebook and Twitter and all that, and seeing that there are people, like-minded people out there that that think the same things, more and more people are apt to be like, 
you know, oh, okay, these people are these people are experiencing the same thing I've experienced. Even with the paranormal, you know, I'll get mm-hmm. every you know, people talk about it, or or like new people talk about it, like you know, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but this such and such happened at my house. I'm like, you know, I don't think you're crazy. First of all, um, and they're all a little crazy, but the good kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I think people would have been scared to discuss it. Or, you know, but now, like I said, everything's, everything is like a big open community and not as much judgment as there was before. Could have worked at that time, the timing, you know, maybe sometime mm-hmm. in the future, past, present, future is all in the now. But I think that we designed it that way and it was supposed to work out this way. Stuff is happening for a reason. Like there's no way I would have like back when I was back when we were in high school I wasn't I wasn't thinking about this kind of stuff and if I no was way. I mean ghosts were like I would not want to meet a ghost when I was in high school or even before then you know I wasn't ready <laughs> for um right you know I go through my own journey to get to where I am right now just like you you know went through your your thing to to get to where you are um my my you know my door is only like halfway open or like streets open a little bit your door is like wide open so when did you tap or was that for you i'm just curious since we're the same age i mean uh i started watching these paranormal shows on on uh on travel i watch ghost adventures and stuff on travel channel so my my next wife's uh uncle was starting a paranormal team and he asked her if we wanted to join it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I never, never had experiences, but I'm like, you know, I'd be fun to try. Fun to try. So this is back in 2013. And um, we had a first investigation at a place in Palatine called Belnemus Plantation. It was my dad's girlfriend's uh, house. They were. She was renovating it, and she was like, "We can come and investigate." And we had. You got some of the best EVPs I have ever heard. I mean, it was we we captured like a, a EVP of a little girl in there. We heard uh, like a slave in the kitchen downstairs in the basement. It was just an incredible experience. And ever since then, I was just like full speed ahead. So mm-hmm. it's always been stuff and I've always been I've always been interested in learning about the metaphysical stuff and I'll I know I'll go online I'll, re, I'll watch the spirit science videos and I'll do the meditation stuff I got tons of friends who are into that stuff like you know Reiki healers and um light workers you know talking about Very angel cool. car getting tarot and all that stuff fully into it. I never was able to experience myself and I'm still working on it. But, you know, it is something, you know, that is like an everyday experience. You 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 wake up every day, you you learn something new. And like every time I like I I got the cabin on three sixty in uh Mechanicsville. It's a, a haunted location that my well it was a uh log cabin we my grandfather built in like the early eighties. And there was a murder that took place in the 
the Burke Ranch in the house next door back in the early in the late seventies. And um so I started investigating out there and getting a, a bunch of uh EVPs and stuff and I've seen I've seen stuff, I've seen full body apparitions out there and it's just been an, an amazing experience. You said like you said, there are people who live their own world, their world, the the world that's not opened up. They're I guess they're in their box, and they like being in the box. You know, some, but some people like to pop their head out the box and see what else is out there. We're out here, and we're like, look, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. You know, we're trying to – I'm trying to open up people's minds to the paranormal by having these public investigations and stuff at the cabin and, show, and showing people that, hey, there is more stuff out there than – what you can see, and you're doing the same thing by what you by what you're doing is, but yours more more of a metaphysical area. Right. I look at it as like different realms because um, mm-hmm. you know I like the paranormal too. Don't get me wrong, and I've had my ex- fair share of experience with um, some par- paranormal activity. Um, but I look at it as like different dimensions. It's like which dimension are you going to go into? It it all is fascinating to me, and I've always been very open about it. Um, I've never been ashamed or afraid to express myself, and um, yeah, I love it. So, when you um, with as far as your, I know you said your dad passed away. Yeah, he passed away um, five years ago, but he had an NDE. I think I was in high school when it happened. Um, I could tell you about it if you like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my dad is, was not spiritual at all. Um, no, actually, it was in high school. I think this is along my uh, beginning of my spirit. See, it's been so many years. Um, spiritual journey. So my early 20s, my dad had a tummy tuck. He had a surgery. And my dad had MS. So he was, oh, as long as I had known my dad, he was always sick. Um, so he had complications from the surgery due to his, um, multiple sclerosis. Um, and he died and came back to life. But at that time I was, you know, super into, um, anything metaphysical and spiritual. And I was, you know, reading about NDEs and I knew that I, I don't remember the book I was reading, but I had read about this account where the person was on a you know, uh, in a hospital being operated on died, saw, came out of their body, saw themselves, uh, you know, on the operation table. And I remember, like, after my dad came back to life, I was talking to him because I was fascinated by his experience. And my dad was, like, I guess you had to know my dad. He was from New York. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this right now, you know. Um, and yeah. he thought I was crazy. I think he was intrigued by me because I was his daughter. But I think he, because my dad was a super intelligent guy. But he, at the same time, he didn't want to open his mind to that, you know, to any of that so I said did you what was your experience I am really interested and he basically described the same thing that I read in the book I said so you had a near-death experience and I explained to him what that was and you know he he wanted to blow it off right away I said but that's what you had you know and he wouldn't he only told me one time and after that he wouldn't discuss it with me anymore and then he said no that never happened but I will never forget my dad telling me that um, and I think my dad had more than one because I've had more than one too. Because 
And when he was finally, this isn't funny, but when he was finally dying, uh, which was from his disease, I said, okay, are you sure this time? You know, because he always had so many, yeah. like, it's, it, so, you know, I am like, oh, of course I would be his, my father's daughter. Yeah, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, I also I mean, have, yo, go ahead. I was saying, well, no, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, it, it's, it's funny how doesn't want to talk about it and I'm wondering if it's just because he he had been living a certain way for so long that maybe he didn't want to face the reality that hey there's something else there's something different than the world he's been living he he has been living in his whole life now he's like well okay now I got this I'm experiencing now I'm just going to go ahead and just push this out push this out of my mind and pretend it never happened ignore it and hopefully it'll yeah. go away type of Yeah, he said he saw a light. They went to the light, and then, um, you know, all of a sudden he was back in his body. You know, you probably have heard about this, or maybe yeah, you've yeah. had your own experience. So, I mean, it's always like the kind of the same thing. Um, I I believe before we incarnate here, we choose, it's kind of like actors on a stage. We choose our circumstances which is funny because I was in theater in high school. Um, I went to Center for the Arts half day my senior year for theater, and then I was in, you know, drama in high school. But this kind of just sinks to this. Uh, I think we choose our our life path. You know, we have free will, so things can change. Little doors can open here and there. But we choose our parents. We choose our life circumstances. We set up everything for ourselves before we come here. Let's, we were going back to the Internet and how I said, you know, we couldn't really – we were the architects or the designers of this, you know, all of humanity. I, you know, I chose my dad. I'm sure he chose me. And so when my dad and I had that moment where I was, you know, asking him questions, I I felt like, do you remember? We, we designed it this way before we came here. We were supposed to do this, you know. Uh, it's a shame that, you know, before he, I guess that was just his free will, but I, there were many times I tried to plant seeds and wake my dad up, especially to his disease and like how I could help him um, with like different things like herbs and uh, mushrooms and stuff like that. But, you know, everyone has their free will and you can't force information um, or an awakening upon anyone. Everyone has to choose that for themselves. Plus, I mean, we're fighting an uphill battle as far as like, you know, as far as society is concerned with, you know, waking people up because people have been so, like, trained or it's just been beating into their heads, like, this is, this is, how, this is how the world is. And if, if you dare to be different, if you dare to say something like, oh, maybe it's like, it's like this, either you get called a fool or you, you get called out, like, at, like paranormal stuff, like – Ghosts. Everyone's like, "Oh, ghosts don't exist. Don't ghosts don't exist." Well, I mean, they do. Here, here's the evidence. Here's a, a, a video I caught. Oh, it's faked. You know, it's everything. It's always, always an excuse. And there are people who fake things. I understand that, but not every single person who has paranormal evidence fakes things. And you know, every not every person who goes and has experience like you're having is is full of shit. You know, but that's just people's automatic opinion on things. It, it's hard to, unless they're open to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be open. Start, you, and and yeah, I always wanted this. 
sorry, Ryan, what were you saying? I was saying you've got to have an open mind to, you've got to be right. open to it. And it's just, it's hard when you, you want to show these people these experiences you're having, but it's like, if I open to it, it's like, well, kind of talking to like talking to a brick wall, you know? Exactly. And I, like ever since I started waking up, I always asked the universe, like, give me more, give me more. I was never scared, no matter what it was, whatever, you know, whatever I was tapping into at the time, whether it be spirits or, um, you know, um, which anything, just any, like um, my abilities, things like that, even like I was channeling UFOs for a while. I was like, let me see them. Let me see them. You know, take me places in my dreams. I've, I've, I've never, ever feared anything. I've always asked for more, and it's just so exciting to me. So where do you think that, that, that no fear com- comes from? Is it some, something because, because you are, you trust the universe and you, you know that you just, you're going to be okay? Or where do you think that, that that's coming from? Um, it's innate. Are you familiar with what a star seed is? I have heard of them, yes. So I'm familiar. I, I mean, they say we all are, but I, 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 I think the, the reason I'm not afraid is because I asked for this before I incarnated here, before I was born here as a human. I believe I have lived off this planet, and I had a mission to come back here <laughs> to anchor the light and help with the shift in consciousness. So I am built for this and I have no fear because of the mission that I signed up for. I've been through like, don't get me wrong times where, you know, my confidence has been let down or, you know, things have happened, but I always pick myself back up and dust myself off and say, you know what, it doesn't matter, you know, your, your ultimate mission here is to, you know, anchor the light and help Gaia or Earth shift. Um, anchor the light is the biggest thing. It's just hold, you know, a love vibration and keep my vibrations up and help. Like, I I guess our era would be indigos. Um, a lot of us are speak out about injustices and anchor, um, well, plant seeds. Uh, I did that in high school too. I can remember that where I would always be kind of outspoken and, you know, get these looks like, wow, did you just say that? And I'm like, yeah, I say what everybody else is thinking, but that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like that to this day. And it's only like, um, I'm sure you're familiar with chakras, like just fine tuning your chakras, get them spinning the right way. It took a lot of work. I'm always working on that. Um, The work is never done. I'm, there's always something to learn, you know. I'm always here to grow. I don't know everything. I know nothing. Um, I want to connect with like-minded human beings and just help this planet. Yeah, like you said, it, it never is a never-ending thing. You're always you're always working on 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 uh, yourself and learning new things and just. Like you said, keeping the keeping the chakras chakras turning. And have you, um, if someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, I want to open myself up, don't know how to do that," 
I have I still have I still got these doubts in my head. I still got these these walls or blocks that I I can't get past. But I want to learn. I want to know what would you tell them? How would you help them to open themselves up more to without having to go through an NDE like you did? Oh my gosh. Oh, cause now we have TikTok. We have a spiritual TikTok and <laughs> Instagram. I, I would actually tell them to not pick that up. I, cause I did it organically. I would say without going into a bookstore, go connect with nature um, go put your feet in the grass, go, um, you know, sun gaze and just breathe, you know, and then just let things flow to you. Another thing that helped me open up, I don't know if this is answering your question, was one of the first things I got into in metaphysics, I would say at age seven, because my mom's best friend was into crystals so that I wasn't spiritual yet, but then I, um, I was into them at a young age and then I returned to them, I would say when I started my spiritual journey at age 21, um, hold some crystals, just feel some energy that is connected to the earth. And then from there, you can decide if you want to stay open to things or not, um, because it'll all just flow to you naturally. We all have like a gut instinct, like in things that flow to us. You have to trust your own gut. Um, and I think that happens mostly in nature away from um, outside influences like um, electronics, some, you know, people, other influences, just go within yourself. So it's good to go out and get away from the phones and walk around, yeah. get back Absolutely. in touch with me. I think a lot of times we, we get so caught up in in our daily lives and just living in the cities that, like the spiritual part of us has always been in there, but it's been it's been tampered down by living in the cities, getting away from nature, um, leaving that part of our society behind us to get into the urban areas that we mm-hmm. lose with the with the natural side of us. Where it's people are like, oh, we go outside. There are bugs out there. It was gross, mud, dirt, gross. You know. Well, before we're all like, oh yeah, you know, living when we were our ancestors, living in the woods, hunting, hunting food, eating, eating, you know, berries and stuff, and just and they never got really sick. Appreciating nature. You know, they never got say, sick like we do. Exactly. No, I'm, yeah, like the you know. I mean, you got to have your soul, right? You have to have your soul has to connect with the soul, your souls of the earth, like your feet, your souls. So it's like yep. S-O-U-L and S-O-L-E. It's a little bit of co-cracking. I had to throw that in there because that's what I do. So you have to have that connect with the earth. in order, And that's when I've gotten, I would call, uh, no, if you've ever heard of a download, like just information that just flows through you. It's just a form of channeling um, is when I'm in at peace in nature or a natural element like water flowing um even being in the bathroom like taking a shower and i'm like oh okay like revelations come to you like downloads it's because that natural flow of water helps everything just flow i have to be around that as an empath for sure to ground myself when i've you know like you said being in a city and being around you know uh, frequencies and electronics those um you know can alter how we feel for sure 
yeah, I love taking long showers. It's just like I feel so at ease and just just have my best thinking when I when yeah, I'm in the shower. There's I don't know, just the white noise, off. the water flowing. Mhm. It's uh, it's a great experience. They um, so I've noticed that I've I've read that a lot of people were um, since they were stuck at home with COVID, there were a lot more paranormal experiences um, that were reported, being reported during the time of lockdown because people were, didn't have as much, they weren't doing as much going out and they could focus and pay attention to certain things and they started, they started noticing certain things that were happening around them and, you know, I'm wondering if that if that was part of the wake up or the awakening when you could just calm down and just focus and not be so busy all the time. I, I love the lockdown. That was my favorite time being alive. One of them, because I love the peace and quiet out in the grid and it, there was no hustle and bustle. There wasn't any traffic. I was out while everybody was staying home, I was going out because I don't want to be around a bunch of people. I don't like a lot of crowds anyway. So yeah. I, my soul felt so free. I did work the entire pandemic, so it's not like I didn't work, but it was just so peaceful out on the grid. The sky was clear, um, so I could totally see there being more paranormal activity. Um, even <laughs> the spirits, the ghosts are probably like, yeah, let's get out, you know, the, the humans are gone. I, I don't know. I, I believe that that was a thing. I had definitely had a lot of very deep spiritual experiences during that time, and I loved it. Yeah, I I, I was thing wasn't wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the going out and again. Again, there not being many crowds out. I mean, I hate wearing masks and stuff. That's oh, I definitely but, did. <laughs> you know, but the the crowds and. I didn't think it was it was that that bad. Of course, the COVID part was terrible. You know, don't I want people to think and take, taking taking me the wrong way. All right, so I'm going to the the part that we talked about the peace of going mm-hmm. out and being surrounded by all these people. Because if I go out someplace like Walmart, I would probably go and run around in big crowds of people. It's like mentally a hard time with that because I'm. I have a hard time focusing with that all this other stuff going on around me. If I'm talking to you, I have like ten a person talking over here, person talking over there, person talking behind me. I, I cannot concentrate on what you're saying. So I go yeah. places when they're not evil. Like I can I can feel more at peace and I can open myself up more. I'm the same way. I have to have that. I'm a highly sensitive person and. For a long time there, I used to, um, and sometimes I still will, I'll wear sunglasses out on the grid and um, headphones because I like to block out the noise. But um, I think my soul's gotten, like, my soul is tough, you know. So I um, usually, I don't have a problem with that now. But, um, you know, I I did that to, like, shield my aura for a long time. But, like I said, my soul's pretty tough now. So I don't do it as much. Okay. Yeah, like I, like back when I was going out to bars and stuff, I know about the shielding auras and 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 all that all that stuff. 
you know, I was, like I said, I would really get into it like the, to the, the late 2000s or 2010. So, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And part of sure part is my ADHD kicking in. Well, too. the bar spirit, you know, because you're drinking spirits. So that is that what you're talking about? You're, you invite yeah. them when you drink. You probably probably know yeah. that though. But even then, I wouldn't drink that much just because I knew how it would make me feel. Like when I mm-hmm. when I'm around these big well, it just didn't I didn't enjoy it. I'm more of yeah. a, if I was drink I would drink at home. We don't make those people drink by yourself. Yeah, because I, you know, that's when I enjoy it because I'm not focusing on 20 different things at the same time. Plus, there's no line for the bathroom, so there's that too. That's always a plus. It's funny you said that because um, for a long time I was an extrovert and I would go out and you know party and be around a lot of people. And then it, I think it was around 2010ish. When I started getting into the starseed stuff, I just became an introvert. And I'm like, I don't want to be around crowds. I don't want to be around people. Um, going out was not fun for me anymore. Um, and now I'm a complete introvert. I I know how to be around people for, like, what I do at my job. And you would never know that I'm an introvert. But I, when I'm done, I come home and, you know, I just get into my own element. And I like to hang out with myself very, like, one-on-ones or just uh, – you know, not a lot of people. Yeah. I like to keep my small. Yeah, I feel I feel like you can you can focus on the people you're with better when you're mm-hmm. not in a big groups of people. And you don't. I've also found that I don't need to be around, you know, big crowds of people. Like when we have um, events at the cabin. And um, there are a lot of people out there. I still get nervous. You know, I still get, um, like, stage fright. But I just, I just don't like being around groups of people. And, you know, I just, I like it better when they're smaller groups. Yeah, me too, for sure. I'm trying to think of the right word to say, but I totally, I totally could not think of it. But, you know. So when I go have if like me and my my friend Dennis we run the cabin together and if um, I have to give this if he's not there for some reason I have to give the history of the speech about it and I've got to go up in front of people and start talking you know I start I start sweating I get all nervous I, I, my my <laughs> uh gets all dry and stuff whereas me and you are talking like this you know. I can I can do that, which I don't think I would have been able to do when we were in high school. That's mm-hmm. not who I was. You yeah. know? Like yeah. you grow up, you 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 learn and you become your true self. Right. Um, I don't know if I could have done it either. Um I, I know I did have a speech in in high school though, because I was running for um I think sophomore class. Um, secretary, something like that. So I did, I was okay with that, but, um, you know, it, it's easy. It is also easier to flow with somebody who's on your vibration. So we're on yeah. similar vibration, so we can flow and talk, but, you know, if somebody's not, then it's it's hard to, for me to hold a conversation with somebody. I mean, I, I can do it because I can, I don't love small talk, but I can do it. <laughs> I can muster my way through it. Yeah, you can fake it till you make it. I, I got you. 
I've got you. Yeah. And there, and there are people you know that aren't on the same level as you as far as, like, vibration. You know, mm-hmm. you can just feel – you can feel the energy. I've been in a situation where I've been with somebody and it's nothing they've done to me. You know, it's nothing like, it's nothing like they've said something, They but when you walk into the room with them, you do energies off and you, and you feel it. And you're like, oh, well, this, is, this is weird. That's not, you know, anything I've experienced before. Have you ever had that experience where you just walk into into a room and, and somebody's there, but your your energies don't clash and you feel like oh I got to get away from this person um yes it's happened to me my whole life um and I I guess I you know I would just get out of there now but yeah I've definitely felt that before where it's a mismatched vibration um so yeah I'm familiar with that 10 minutes left to to go in the show here and I wanted to talk about uh, synchro your sure. uh, your website here. How did you? Would you come up? How did you come up with the name synchro mist? So it. Um, my name is my blog name synchro stems from the. Um, um, I mean, I have it's a blog about synchronicity and code cracking, mm-hmm. and I met you know um, somebody you know, on Twitter many years ago, and they introduced me to it, and I kind of just took it my in my direction. Um, I learned a little bit of the basics, and it's just a form of channeling. Um, so if you're familiar with synchronicity and by how nothing is a coincidence and everything is um, divinely connected, um, it's that. And I also use elements of, like, code um, for the code cracking, like, a, I'm, I know a pretty good amount about um, astrology, and then I kind of tie it to different things like numerology, um, different things, and I just pull out these different codes. A lot of it is etymology, too, words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um is where I took my name from, so I named myself Synchromist. Um, so I've had that blog. I used to have a podcast with a friend that he would do a lot of number stuff, and I was more um, the language and etymology and breaking down words, and we just would, um, you know, decode. Um, and I was decoding, before decoding became a big thing with QAnon, uh, since 2012, um, you know, things that happen in the matrix things that, you know, tying together like um, pop culture and different uh, events that happen in media and, and earth and the world and just kind of pulling out how is everything is connected. So that's how I got synchromous. It's from the um, term synchromysticism. So everything is, is some, everything is connected. There's always a reason for everything that's happening. Right. right. No. And if you want to know what synchromysticism is, uh, it's the practice of attributing mystical or esoteric significance to coincidences. And it was coined mm-hmm. by um, another blogger. He, he makes videos too. I, I don't know if he's made one in a while. If you, you might want to check it out. Um, named Jake Kotza. Um, and he we really tie together different how things in film um, and then world events and just different things in pop culture and stuff come together. But a lot of it, a lot of it is film based. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's intriguing, and when you start, the person I learned from, 
it was a uh, down, downloads I would get, and it was just a form of channeling that I just started doing. So um, it depends on what's going on with the earth. Um, sometimes I'll just wake up with a lot of downloads, and I'll just – I used to blog more when I had a little bit more time on my hands. It took me a while to get all the channeling out. So um, yeah. I do it my all day long, but just to get it down in the blog, it it takes it takes me quite a bit, quite a while. So fun. It's something like where I can I can see where people would would be like, okay, this is just it's so much information. It's hard to to keep track. I mean, I'm trying to learn about numerology. I'm trying. I, I, Talk about that. Then we talk about what entomology, and it's like, how do you, how do you keep track of everything? That's because I'm trying to. I'm like over here. I'm just like my mind. I feel like it's being blown. I've, I just barely scratched the surface of of what you're talking about. How when you say you download stuff or getting downloads, do you wake up with these thoughts in your head, or how does it? How do you distinguish from your thoughts and the downloads that you're getting? So sometimes, and it happens to me a lot, like, because, you know, I'm a massage therapist and I'm an um, esthetician, which is a skin therapist. So um, a lot of times I'm, like, at peace when I'm doing, like, a facial or something, and, like, a revelation will come over. And I guess I'll tell you, just, it's just, like, um, information gets channeled down into me. And I'll, you know, it could be anything that, you know, it could be, like, it's, it's almost like clairvoyance, but it's, it's a little bit... Um, it's just it's along that avenue of like where you just it's like an inner knowing mm-hmm. of things. If that if that makes sense. So yeah. um because um and a lot of it I mean, I eat pretty healthy, but it'll be sometimes there'll be like a super smoothie I drink with a bunch of like high vibed herbs that'll just kind of spark something or be a lot of times out in nature. Um, or just researching if I get in a rabbit hole of when I'm doing like blogging and um, decoding of something, it'll be one thing after another. And I think my biggest downloading days, I would say, were 12-21-12 and 12-12-12, which was the end of the Mayan calendar. Um, that I was up for hours just by channeling so much information. But, you know, um, that's what happens when you start to wake up. Everyone kind of channels stuff. For me, I call them downloads. I'm not the person who made that up. Other people say that, too. Yeah. But if that makes sense, a computer. It kind of, yeah, it goes with what with the world we're living in today, and it makes it sound like, I guess, more current or more, you know, oh, I got I got a download. It it, it works definitely. Um, mm-hmm. We've got like five minutes left, and I don't want to get started on a whole other topic because I want just want it to be cut off. But yeah, I would absolutely love to have you back on the show because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I feel like we've just you know, pretty much just scratched the surface of of what we can we can uh, learn from you. Um, but I would like to give you an opportunity to take a few minutes to talk about like where people can can get in touch with you or you know see this kind of stuff you're doing. I would just say if they want to get into like just follow my blog which is synchromist.com um i keep my social media pretty private and i because that's because i like to feel people you know i don't keep any of it public at this point in my life um it's just because i'm a super private person but if they want if anyone wants to follow me my website is s-y-n-c-h-r-o-m-y-s 
um, MISS.com. I had to think about that. Synchromous.com. Um, so, yeah, you can follow my journey there and whenever I blog. I will definitely share share your, your site. I've got it up right here. Um, and I want to just thank you for coming on the show and, and chatting with me tonight. I hope you had a good time. It was uh, I, very fun to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I'll definitely come back and we can chat again if you want. That's awesome. Well, I will talk to you again soon. Hope you have a great night. And uh, I'll get in touch. We'll, we'll have you back on. Okay. Have a great night. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed having uh, Rory come on the show and talk to me. It's been a it's been a, it's probably 1996 that I talked to her. So I'm super I'm very happy that she came on, and I'm very excited to have her back on to uh, talk about some like numerology, entomology, talk about aliens, cryptids. Probably we talk about pretty much anything with her. Um, so next week, I think Rhonda Harris Dowdy coming on the show. That was on my schedule, so I sent her a message asking if she's so good for it. So hopefully she is, and uh, we will have her to chat with. She is the co-host of The Orion Effect with Howie O'Dell. So I'm excited to have her on the show to talk about her experiences and podcasting and the paranormal. So join us in. Join us next week on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. Same Freaking Awesome time. Same Freaking Awesome channel. Have a good one. Good night.